Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of a Fit Family Podcast. It's been a while, um, but I have been very busy in a good way with my 30-day transformation challenge, as well as working on some other stuff regarding the coaching biz. Um, but we're back, and back with the first uh, guest I've ever had on this podcast, which I'm really excited about because um, my guest is someone who I have a high, high amount of respect for. Um, she is an incredible athlete and an incredible coach, but even more so just an incredible person. And um, super happy to have my friend, Coach Adriana Heider, on our show. So without further ado, I will start this podcast. And be sure to check out in the show notes how you can um, reach out to Adri, follow her on social media as well as her coaching services. And um, yeah, for sure, for sure recommend her to anyone out there who is looking to build um, sustainable, um, healthy lifestyle habits. So without further ado, enjoy the episode. I know it's something we talked about for a while, months actually of doing, uh, and thankfully Anchor makes it super easy to where you can now just connect with a friend through a link and a text message. So I'm happy that we were actually able to do this and I'm excited to have you on as yeah, my very first guest. Yeah, me too. So if you want to go ahead and introduce yourself, kind of tell the listeners who you are and what you do. All right. Well, uh, my name is Adrienne Heider. Um, I am actually the general manager at CrossFit Minneapolis. I've been doing that for a little over a year now. Um, I've been coaching there for a few years, um, but just kind of hopped into the managing role a little over a year ago. Um, and then part-time, I am also a pediatric occupational therapist. Um, I do that part-time just because that's my, what my degree is in, and I absolutely love it. So I'm in an outpatient clinic out in Minnetonka. And then just recently, I started doing uh, my own nutrition business, which has been kind of in the works for a while, but just kind of got it up and running and got an LLC and I've been taking on clients and having a lot of fun with it. Nice. Yeah. And, um, I got to give you, um, some props for, for putting me on to the, see how you eat app. <laughs> um, that was something that I never even heard of, but I always thought like, Oh man, it'd be really nice if there was a way, like I was actually just having my clients sending me pictures of every meal. So yeah. I'm getting like, you know, anywhere from three to six text messages a day. And it's probably a real pain in the butt for them to do. So the see how you eat app has been a real game changer. And honestly, for, for people who have no desire or maybe have a really hard time just logging their food in on, on my fitness pal, which, you know, obviously can be very time consuming if you're, if you're just getting the hang of it too. Right. Yeah. It's the super see how complicated. You eat is really nice. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. The see how you eat app has, really been beneficial for me as well. Cause I think I've gotten a ton of questions about just things that I eat throughout the day and uh, people have wondered about it. And I think showing macros is, is great, but it doesn't really paint the picture of what I actually eat in a day, like 2000 calories or whatever it is um, can look different. You know, whether you're eating 2000 calories of going out to eat or 2000 calories of your pre-made meals. So I think it's been really important for people to see what I eat. So that's kind of 
that's kind of where I started with that app. And as it's kind of grown now, that's kind of the first start of where I put my clients as well. Once I get started with them and they, they start, they love it because it's easy. All they have to do is snap a picture and I can get a really good idea of some of the holes or that are in their nutrition, um, and their diet right away, rather than just specifically looking at their macros. And a lot of times they don't even know how to track them correctly anyway to start. So tracking macros doesn't actually make any sense. Yeah, for sure. So just kind of circling back to the nutrition coaching. I mean, the, when you're kind of describing who you are, the couple things or, you know, things you obviously left out of your own athletic endeavor or endeavors, mm-hmm. right? But obviously that, that I imagine being a competitive weightlifter, you know, at, at international level, like has played a part into why, and, and the fact that you've had to wait, do weight cuts has probably played into a factor as to why you do the nutrition. Yeah. I mean, I would say that's a huge part of it that definitely started, or I guess sparked my interest in, in coaching nutrition. Um, but I think the biggest part was that I always felt like an athlete and I always felt like I, um, I could move well in the gym and I was strong and I felt really good. But at the same time, I was never really happy with the way that I looked. Um, and I never mm. thought that I looked as strong as I felt. And I, and I, I didn't, my body didn't match up with how I felt in the gym and it doesn't, you know, looks aren't everything, but there was a point, a part of me that I was like, you know, I'm training really hard in the gym, but I'm not putting in the work at all in the kitchen. And I really need to figure that out. Um, and I did have a lot of people asking me about nutrition because I was a competitive weightlifter. And I think that ended up being, you know, I, I didn't really have anything to say because I was, I'm like, you know, I, I just end up competing really well and I'm not doing well in the, in my nutrition stuff. So I started really trying to dial it in and, um, learning more about it and practicing, I guess, on myself first and getting that handle down and really knowing what it, what it means to have good nutrition, saw the benefits and just even a short amount of time, you know, just even like a six month span of completely changing. And it was, it was pretty immediate knowing and seeing the effects um, that had happened from that. And now they're lasting, which is even better. What, what exactly, I mean, obviously, I'm sorry, who exactly do you work with? Like who are the majority of your clients or who are the people that are you trying to, to work with? And, and what exactly are you, is your goal, um, in terms of working with these clients, like the type of person you're trying to serve, I would say. Um, so I honestly, even though I am on the, on the athlete side of things, honestly, I would rather serve the general population than I would an athlete. I love athletes. And I think that they, they're so much fun to work with in general and in, in CrossFit and coaching and all that. But, um, the general population is truly what I aim to, to help because for the most part, what was you that? cut out there for you cut out there for about 10 seconds. So you said you want to help the general public and then you're kind of, you're kind of cutting out too. And I don't know exactly how I can. Yeah. I'm not sure if it's the connection on my Wi-Fi or what, but 
Wi-Fi is good. My Wi-Fi is good too, and I don't know. I think we're probably cutting out at the same exact times. So that's probably why it seems like it's both cutting out. So, all right. Well, if you wouldn't mind just repeating what you're just saying. Yeah, for sure. Um, so as much as, you know, I love the athlete side of things, I think I really – I really want to serve more of the general population than anything. And um, part of that is I think athletes do kind of have an idea of what they should be eating. Um, You know, most people know that, you know, they should have a good amount of protein and they should have some carbohydrates around their meals and the, the general idea, they, they kind of know that, but the general population of people, you know, you just go to the grocery store and you can see it. Um, it, People have literally no idea what, what is even in food and, you know, is, is a sandwich a good idea? You know, what, what makes a sandwich a good idea rather than not a good idea? You know, there's just, there's so much that you could get into and, um, nutrition is such a complicated thing if you make it complicated. And because there's so much information out there right now, the general population is going to have the most struggles to try to figure out, what is truly good information and what is just like a fad diet. Um, So what I'm hoping is that when I'm starting with a client, they can have a much better understanding of how to create a meal, how to make it so that it can maybe make it a little bit better than what they were eating before and why they're doing it. Because if I give somebody a meal plan and they stick to it, great, they're going to have results. But when they go to a family birthday party and they look and they're like, well, none of this food is on my meal plan. What am I going to eat? Rather than looking at it and saying, well, I know that I'm supposed to have a protein, a vegetable, and maybe some sort of carbohydrate. And I'm going to be able to pick that out of what is in, you know, what is this, the spread of food that we have and go from there. So that's the whole goal is so that people can be, have independence in their food choices and not be stuck to a meal plan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I think, and what are the, what are the most common? So when you, when you're talking with someone, whether they're a client or they're just asking you general questions, like what are some of the most common questions you get from someone? Um, I just got a question the other day that was, um, I don't know how much to eat when to eat or what kinds of foods to eat. And I was like, Oh boy, here we go. You know, it's just getting started. But, um, I, you know, the common questions are basically around the fad diet. So like, am I supposed to be eating ketogenic? Am I supposed to be, um, eating a high protein diet or a a low fat diet is kind of the, you know, there's a fad around that too. And, um, or, you know, paleo caveman, what are all these words, um, they kind of are clueless in just what the, what kinds of information is out there in, in the news and in the media. Um, and so a lot of those questions are around that. And then at the same time, I think I get a lot of questions of people who are afraid to ask someone else. So something as simple as, or what I would think is as simple as what is a macro and how, what are we counting? Why are we counting these things how do they fit into our foods and why should I even be, why should I even care? Right. So um, I think it can get, like I was saying, it can get so complicated, but for the new, for the general population, we have to keep it as simple as possible. And most of the time macros are not even, even as important as just 
figuring out what is food. Right. Yeah. And I think you there there you're exactly right. There's so many different things out there right now and the more that's getting pushed out there, the more things people are trying to decide which one works best. Well, this person's shredded and he doesn't eat for he only eats for two hours a day. <laughs> I should start doing that. It's like, well, should you really? I mean, you get a lot of stress in your life. Yeah. You know what I mean? You think about food for for 22 hours a day. That's not terrible. Right. But exactly. And um, and I think, you know, I was I started this nutrition thing and one of my first clients, there were so many other things that needed to be addressed before we could even address food. Um, like you mm-hmm. were saying, the stress habits and then um, emotional eating and the um, just kind of the the thoughts and the feelings around food, um, sleep patterns, hydration. There were all of these other things that that play a huge role into your health and your habits. And then, and people want to immediately start counting calories. And that's Mm -hmm. not even, I mean, we can't even start addressing food until all of these things are under control first. And once you feel like that's under control and you're confident in that, then we can start to look at, okay, now what are your food? What are you eating? And, um, because you'll, you won't be able to see if your stress level is so high, you won't be able to see results from just a, you know, a macro diet. Cause it's just going to put you into a whole tornado of more stress. And that's so huge for people to understand, right. Is like the first thing that they want, want to, or they think that they're just going to immediately get into counting macros and they're going to start, you know, obsessing over you know sort of weighing and measuring everything and those other underlying things that are actually providing that there's really not much even is no matter how meticulous you are mm-hmm. with your food intake if you don't take care of those things if you're not sleeping if you're not hydrated if you're always stressed out like not only is that going to add more stress because you're probably not going to see much for results mm-hmm. but like the you're just shoveling more stuff onto your plate when you need to be doing the opposite, right? Yeah. Yeah. And that's honestly, I, I've never been, I've never been somebody that wants to give a meal plan. Um, I don't believe in it really. I've, I've stopped counting macros. Um, since, since I competed at nationals, I haven't, I think I've maybe counted one or two days. So that's been, Mm -hmm. you know, five, six months now that I just haven't, I haven't counted. Um, Mm -hmm. I've done that. See how you eat app. And I've tried to do it as much as possible whenever I remember. But for the most part, I haven't counted any sort of macros because I don't feel that it's that important. And especially right now, I'm not competing. um, I'm not training for a competition. I'm not cutting weight. So there's no reason for me to be stressed out and eating perfectly every single day. I know about how much I need to be eating because I've been doing it for a while. But um there's no sense in making sure that I have, you know, 150 grams of protein rather than 145. I'm going to be just fine. Yeah. So, and that's a good, that's actually, um, that leads me to a good question here is, so you don't, you said two things. You, you don't count your macros anymore. You don't really track those things. And obviously things in the past it gives you 
a little more freedom because you can probably eyeball what a certain amount of carbohydrates, what a certain amount of protein looks like, right? Yeah. On your plate. So you have a general idea of, of, okay, that's, we're in the ballpark there of what I need to get. Yep. Right. So for someone who is just trying, so let's say they're, they're, they're ready to, to get a meal plan or not a meal plan. Sorry. You just said you don't do meal plans, but they're ready to get um, like the nutrition coaching yeah, down to what they're putting in your mouth or in their mouth from you. What are, what are some of the things that you do to get them? Like, what are the first steps? Yeah. Without giving away all your secrets, obviously, <laughs> but what are like some of the first steps that you do? You mentioned the see how you eat app, but what are some of the first steps that you, that you try to apply to set them up for success and not overwhelm them? Yeah. Um, so the first thing normally for people, um, especially women is protein. So, um, you know, every time they eat, I try to get them to eat some amount of protein. So if it's a meal, then we're going to have at least a palm size portion of protein. Um, at this point, I don't even really care what it is. If they want to be eating, um, fish, if they want to be eating, yeah, tofu, not really my favorite, but that's fine if that's your thing. Um, so some sort of, um, some sort of palm size portion of protein. So that's number one. Um, and then on for snacks, it's the same kind of idea. So I, I would want, you know, some sort of protein in there. If they're getting their protein from cheese, great. Let's just try to get some sort of protein in. Um, that's normally number one. Um, then I'll kind of look at a lot of times people end up not necessarily eating meals. They're just snacking all day long. Um, so then I'll have Mm -hmm. them, okay, like let's put aside, they say, you know, I'm so busy at work. I don't have the time. Like, well, I think you can find 10 minutes. I know there's, there's going to be 10 minutes in your day. So let's find 10 minutes that you're going to sit down and eat lunch, no distractions. You're going to go away from your desk and you're going to sit and eat your lunch. No phone, no nothing. We're going to be mindful about eating. So you take that 10 minutes specifically, put your phone away and you sit and you eat. So it's kind of creating this habit of instead of just, you know, staring at a computer screen while, while you're eating your lunch and you don't actually feel like you're, you're eating ever, you're mindful about it and you're putting a purpose to it and actually eating good food. So you have a meal, you've done it. Great. So now we have meals and we have some protein get in there, you know, in there somehow. Um, then from there it's, you know, it's kind of hammering away little, little things that they do. Maybe it's, um, not eating enough vegetables, too many carbohydrates. There's a lot of little things in there that everybody's a little bit different, but most of the time I start with protein. Um, I think that's the easiest to add in. Um, but for the most part, I don't ever take away any sort of food. So if, if someone loves ice cream, um, I'm right on that train with them and, um, I'm never going to specifically take away their ice cream. Um, I think that if you take anything away from people, all all you're going to want to do, we're humans. All we're going to want to do is eat that. Um, you can see that you've got a toddler. So once you tell them, no, all they want to do is do that exact thing. Um, 100% (laughs) all day. Um, yeah, for real. And I think, I mean, that's, that's our nature. So, um, 
that's, that's a big part of it is just making sure that we're adding things into their diet. So rather than taking away the ice cream, we're going to add in maybe two or three more servings of vegetables. And maybe by the time that they get done with the day and they've eaten so many more, you know, they've eaten so much more protein, they've eaten so many more vegetables, they feel really full. They're like, I don't even know if I can eat this ice cream at the end of the day. Or maybe they're like, man, I've eaten really, really well. And do I want to screw it up by eating ice cream at the end of the day? You know, it's, it's, then it's a choice rather than it just being a habit of at the end of the day, I grab this ice cream bowl and I eat as much as I want. Um, so it's a little bit more mindful about that as well. Yeah. And I think that's good, right? The key word being mindful, mm -hmm. right? Cause I think in my experience, at least, you know, with people I've coached and, and myself, like if I'm making good choices throughout the day, I'm either a going to just say, mm, you know, I'm just, I don't really don't feel like adding it or eating some garbage or drinking some, something that's less than ideal. I think I, you know, it's, I'm feeling good about what I've done all day. I want to keep the ball rolling or at the end of the day, I'm like, you know what I've done. I mean, I'm eating, I've ate good all day. If I have a couple bites of ice cream, it's not the end of the world. And that the next thing I eat is going to be healthy. I know that. Yeah. Right. And that's just building those habits. Yeah. And I, and you know, that it's not to say that ice cream's bad. I mean, last night I just had, um, I just had a few Oreos. They came out with this new mint chocolate chip Oreo and it's like really, really good. Um, and I, and we bought it at the store and you know, and now that it's gone, it's gone and we don't have to worry about it anymore, but it was, it's not just, yeah it's not just looked at as like, this is bad food. Um, I, mm -hmm. I needed some extra calories last night and I knew that my body was telling me that I was drained. I was tired. And I thought, you know what, that's the time that I'm going to eat it. And today I still feel fine. I'm not going to gain 25 pounds overnight because of that. Um, but then right away you right. get back on it and you're, you know, the next thing that you eat is a good thing. So it's not when, whenever you have, um, uh, some sort of treat or something that's off of the, you know, quote diet, um, you, that whole day isn't a mess. It's the same way as like, you know, when your car gets a flat tire, you don't just junk the car, you fix the right. tire. So, um, it's, it's that same thing where you just like, okay, this is the next thing we, you know, we're moving on from that and we're going to eat some vegetables now, or, you know, a better meal is going to be next. So, yeah. Absolutely. And, and I, I believe that the people that start to really, it becomes more and more of a lifestyle, right? Like it's just routine. The more you're consistent with that mindset, the more of a healthy mindset you have with eating. Mm -hmm. And that includes eating things that are not like going that like ice cream or Oreos, yeah. right? Like you start to, you, you realize like, Hey, this is not, I, I can have this and it's nothing really probably nothing's going to happen at all right besides maybe it'll just make, give me a little bit of give me a little boost of happiness yeah. in my day whatever and, the next you know potentially you know. it'll um it'll make you a little bit bloated the next day or whatever it is but in that sense yeah. it's it's a really good thing to know because then if you've eaten really well all day and the next day and or you know and then you have like a Dairy Queen blizzard and the next day you're like man I do not feel that good you're like okay well maybe today I'm gonna try to not eat that Dairy Queen Blizzard see if I feel the same way the next morning and now you have an idea of what your body likes and what it doesn't like um it's it's all truly about learning 
your own specific body. And it takes a while, but it's, it will happen with time. 100%. 100%. I, so talking more about ice cream, <laughs> um, I, I mean, Nikki and I, my wife, used to have Ben and Jerry's, Jerry's. Of ben and Jerry's <laughs> in the house. Like, like I'm talking like, I mean, let's not like, like two, three pints a week. Yeah. Gone. And I would, and like, I was the type of person that would eat the entire pint. Like if I'm open that up, it ain't going back yep. in the freezer. You know what I mean? It's going right. It's, it's going into my belly and then into the trash. Yep. And that's like, and so I don't even, the, so I've had this 30 day challenge going and it's been um, not, it's like a transformation challenge, not a weight loss challenge, but a transformation challenge. Um, and I've, participated in myself so um i haven't had any ice cream because that's just one thing for me that i'm like okay that's one thing where i know i'm gonna go overboard yep so like i maybe have had a bite i've had like a couple bites throughout this challenge because like charlie sometimes that's a bargaining chip just to get (laughs) her to you know come in the house and get ready for bed yeah when it's way too late so i'll have a bite of it and i'll be like whoa like this is so sweet. Yeah. You know what I mean? And there's, and it's crazy when you don't have those things, just how much like your sensitivity to the taste mm-hmm. is like, Oh, wow. That's like crazy. How could I eat a whole pint of this? I mean, it's nuts. Yeah. I can't imagine like if I, if I went back to the days where Chadwick and I were going back to <laughs> post-workout pop tarts, yep. <laughs> I don't know if I could do that anymore. Cause those, those are so sweet, but I tell you what, I see them in the aisle. I'm like, mm, what I what I would do for a brown sugar pop. Yeah, tart. right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's yeah, it's, and it's that, consistency. That's you build it into your lifestyle, and it, the easier it becomes. But that's the hardest part, right? Is is making it your lifestyle. So how do you make it as easy as possible for for people to create that lifestyle and and be consistent and keep that mindset that it's okay. The next meal is going to be fine. Like it's not the end of the world. Yeah. You know, that's, that's super hard because um, creating a lifestyle isn't something that um, is, is made in a short amount of time. So I do offer three months of nutrition coaching and I sometimes I even hesitate to offer that to people because I don't think that three months is not quite enough time to even develop these habits. So, you know, when I say that I haven't been counting my macros for, you know, six months, it's because I've also been counting my macros for like five years. So it's not that it's not that I can just eyeball everything and know exactly what I'm eating just because I feel like it. Have a gift of eyeball. Right. I, you know, it's, it's learning how to do it for years and years and years. And, um, now it's, now it's created this lifestyle where I kind of look back on what I used to eat a long time. You know, even when I was in like junior high, I'm like, man, I would down a whole box of pop tarts and I didn't even know nor care what was in it. Um, I didn't, I didn't have an idea of how much sugar was in there. I didn't know how many carbohydrates or how bad that was for me because I didn't have the knowledge of it. And I think that's where people, you know, that's where the majority of the population is right now. But Mm -hmm. honestly, it's a lot of it is about 
a lot of me as a coach is, you know, that accountability partner and just somebody to talk to. So, you know, somebody that I have on, um, one of my clients right now, she'll kind of call me and be like, well, I feel really bad about this that I ate. And, you know, it's more of the emotional eating. And, you know, that's when I can sit down and talk to her and say, you know, it's going to be okay. That, that specific thing that you ate is not going to derail your progress. Now we're just going to talk about going forward. I don't even want to hear about what you ate last night. We're going to talk about going forward and what you're going to eat this morning and how you're going to get yourself back on to the next thing. Um, a lot of that is more of like the counseling side of things. I would think, you know, nutrition coaching, as much as it is, you know, giving people the knowledge and the understanding and the confidence and making their decisions. A lot of it is counseling. It's just talking through and, you know, helping people develop these habits and being that accountability partner. Um, and, you know, talking through some of those challenges that they might have on an everyday basis. So, developing, you know, this lifestyle is, is a long-term thing. So I hope that most people, when they sign up for me, they sign up for more of a long-term commitment and not because they feel like they need so much help, but it's just because they want to truly make this the rest of their life. Yeah. I mean, three months, 12 weeks, it's, it's not enough, right? No, it's 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 really just kind of like making not I mean, in my opinion, it's not enough. It's barely enough just to start laying a foundation like you're just starting to wrap your head around um, kind of what you should be eating. Yeah. And understanding why you should be eating it. Right. And 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 just kind of figuring it out for yourself, like as in like like you said, how this feels how does your body feel after eating this, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, because if, especially depending on how, how, let's say, I hesitate to say bad, but let's say like, depending on the severity of the, the, the eating habits, right. Um, three months isn't, is just, isn't even close to it. Right. right. Whether it's eating or drinking habits, even, you know, like if you're drinking multiple drinks, a night like that's a whole nother bag of yeah right um so that is and that's key right is it again it's it's and i would hope that anyone who's seeking help from a coach they understand that there are no quick fixes if you're trying to develop a lifestyle because if you're looking for a quick fix let's say it even works in, in 12 weeks or in four weeks let's say even right mm-hmm. like you do a four-week drastic 180 lifestyle change the likelihood of that sticking is going to be very low and that's going to cause more frustration oh right? for sure and you know then you just kind of saw you know with four weeks you there's it's definitely possible that you can lose weight in four weeks i mean i've lost a total of like six pounds in a matter of less than 24 hours when I'm doing a weight cut. So um, it's definitely possible that you can lose a good amount of weight in that four weeks. Um, So you can see some progress. You're like, oh, okay, this is, this is working. But um, me trying to, you know, just in my sense of me losing that six pounds, that was absolutely miserable. Um, And there's no way that I'm going to do that for any longer than the amount of time that I was, that I had to be at that weight. So Mm -hmm. It doesn't make any sense. You know, I, 
I hate seeing all the cleanses and the, you know, 21 days and, um, you can, you can do that. I think that's, it's not going to hurt your body by any means, but it's also not going to actually do any help for your body and your lifestyle and your nutrition habits. So it's almost like, you know, spending the, because people spend money on that stuff. They'll spend a couple hundred dollars on this 21 day cleanse mm-hmm. and they'll see some results, but then they're like, then it's almost even more of a bummer because they did see results and now they're like, crap, I actually, but I don't know how to eat. They just mm-hmm. told me what to eat and now I have no idea. So whenever I get a client, I'm talking about, I'm already talking about um, when we finish, when we're done and how they're going to continue this because they, they shouldn't need or want to have me in their life forever. I'm there for a short term to get their habits under control and to help them in their process. And then from there, I want to be able to give them the tools and uh, um, I guess, yeah, just give them the tools to be able to go out on their own and make those good choices. 100%, right? Like it's all about giving them the freedom and independence to make decisions when they're out on their own and not having to think, oh, I better call Coach Adri mm-hmm. I'm at a party. I don't know what to do. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's just like, yeah, that's not what, what you want. And, you know, so. I always, it's hard because getting people to spend money on, on themselves is always a really difficult thing. But I think it's, it's so important for somebody to have nutritional independence. I don't think people really understand how much their diet and their, their body, their, their looks in the mirror, um, how they feel about themselves, how much people are really thinking about that on a daily basis. Um, and that makes just that amount of time that they're spending thinking about it. If you can get them to think about that less, they're going to feel so much better and just not worried about, about what they're eating. You know, you go to the grocery store and there's 5 billion choices that you can make, you know, just in the, you know, I take peanut butter because Chadwick is, um, on that. Yeah. And you know, you go to the peanut butter aisle and there's thousands of different kinds of peanut butter that you can get. So how can you even make any sort of informed choice when you have so many different options? You're just going to look at the price because that's the main thing. You just look at the price and you put whatever in your cart. Um, and it's those things that we don't realize how many choices we're making each day that really could make a huge difference. And by the amount that they're thinking about their, their body issues and their gut feelings and, you know, people have no idea how, how good it feels to feel good when they've never felt it before. So that's my whole goal. Yeah. And I, I, I always feel like, like a bro, let's say, <laughs> whenever I, I talk about like wanting to look and feel good. And cause like you said, like most people have never actually experienced that mm-hmm. to be actually confident in how they feel or look and the impact that it has. And this is something that I talk about with, you know, um, with my clients as well is like the impact that has on you and the people that you're surrounded by. Right. Yeah. Like big time. Name me, name me one time where you've really been upset 
about the fact that the person in the room or there's a person in the room who's just super positive and is totally like, you know, like everyone is glued to that person. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? And, and you could be that person and that person's, you know, positive probably because they, they, they're confident in who they are and, and how they feel and how they look. And that's not to say you have to be walking around with a six pack, right. Or you got to be the strongest person or the best looking person. But for you, like just feeling good about how you look and how you feel the impact that has on on you and the people that you surround yourself with and and for me like when i'm i'm working with a lot of parents like i'm telling them like how that impacts your family Mm -hmm. big time it's huge you know that how you carry yourself you don't your children yeah and you don't you don't want like you were saying you don't want to talk like a bro and want to be you know walking around with a six-pack all the time but when you i mean i want to walk around (laughs) all the time but that's just me yeah right um yeah, I mean, I'd love that if that was constant, but right. um, and easy too. Yeah, um, exactly. But I think you know when you're when you have that confidence and that that true smile, because you can tell when somebody's like genuinely happy, and mm-hmm. and like you were saying, it doesn't matter if you're walking around with a six pack or if you're just maybe that person has lost fifteen pounds and they are pumped. They're mm-hmm. still overweight, but they feel so much better. And they're mm-hmm. genuinely happy. Um, you can really feel that. And you don't really realize how much that's impacting. Like you said, the people around you, like even um, with Chadwick and I, my husband, like when I was not feeling, whenever I'm not feeling good about myself or like, you know, I was going through a time there where I was, I was getting to the point where it was, it was not healthy anymore. The amount that I was eating, the weight that I was putting on, it was not good. Um, it was all in the sense of, trying to be a stronger athlete, but it was not comfortable in my body. Mm-hmm. And I was complaining about it all the time. I was talking about it all the time. You know, I never wanted to wear tight fitting clothes. I never felt comfortable in a swimsuit. I didn't feel, and it's constant. And, you know, he hears it the most because he's around me the most and it's not fun for him either. Um, so it, it really does affect the other people that are around you and you want to be that positive uplifting person so that you can set a good example for somebody else for sure absolutely i mean and like you said it doesn't matter if it's a six-pack or if you've lost 15 pounds but there's also a sense of pride that like hey like i put this work work in and i did this and not to get on like a soapbox rant or anything like that but i think there's just so many people that don't get to actually see like the rewards of their hard work other than maybe financial incentive Mm mm-hmm that and let's be real like if you're unhappy in life there's no real dollar amount that's going to help you right in in my opinion in my opinion like i don't think someone's going to drop a million dollars in your bank account and you're going to be all of a sudden be like oh my gosh my life is amazing you know what i mean maybe for a split second but i mean yeah it's there's just not a whole lot of things as adults you know that you're doing for yourself and you're accomplishing accomplishing and you're seeing the rewards for so like and that's something really simple because you look at yourself in the mirror every yep. day you look, see yourself over and over and over again every day and unfortunately because of social media and the amount of time we spend on social media we're always comparing ourselves to others and if you're if you're not seeing yourself like visually improving or you're not feeling physically better then it's it just is it mm-hmm. makes you unhappy. Yep, that's that's so. exactly it. 
Well, before we um, end this one, I do want to ask, just ask you, so whether, you know, let's just give some, a couple like real simple things that people can do out there to start taking action on living a healthier lifestyle. What are a couple of your like very first steps that you would tell someone, whether they're looking for coaching or they just are looking for advice? Yeah. Um, some little easy, I would, you know, call them easier changes, I guess would be number one is to just move. Um, our society is built at sitting at a desk and for the most part, people don't move. So I always try, you know, and and it's the the common thing that everybody talks about, but it's the 10,000 steps a day. Let's try and get 10,000 steps a day every single day. Um, It's a challenge. It's hard. But if we can get our bodies moving, it doesn't need to be going to the gym and doing these long bursts of cardio. Let's just get up and move. So that 10,000 steps a day is an, is an easy way to just, you know, to start it. But if you, if you're starting right now at like, you know, 4,000 or 5,000 steps a day, let's just try to get like six or 7,000 steps a day. Just increase that amount that you're walking and you're getting up and moving. That's always number one is to just get people. It's so good for your, your digestive system, your muscular system, everything to just move. Um, so that's always a good one to start. Um, but I think, Another one is, you know, people are always worried about reading labels and how complicated the labels can be. If you want to read labels, I don't think it's a necessity right away, but if you do want to and try to just stick to something that has five or less ingredients. Yes, I know we talk about, you know, having it be something that you can pronounce, um, but enriched wheat flour is something that I can pronounce and that's, I know that's not pr- that very good for you. So, um uh, just canola. Yeah, exactly. I can pronounce that. <laughs> exactly. So it's not always the best rule of thumb to go by. Um, but if it has five or less ingredients, most of the time, those five or less ingredients are probably decent. They might not be the best thing in the world, but at least they're not like pumped full of a ton of artificial ingredients. So most of the time, if it's five or less ingredients, unless sugar is like the first one, it's probably a decent choice or at least a better choice. Um, that's always huge. And I guess maybe the, the last one would be some adding some sort of vegetable in your diet. Um, one of my challenges for August, and I might even add this into September too, um, is to try a new vegetable each week. Uh, there's so many out there and Chadwick and I just get so used to doing kind of the same ones every week. But there's so many of them out there that I haven't tried yet. And there's so many different ways to cook them too. So just buying one, and it doesn't need to be a ton, um, just buying one little vegetable a week that um, you haven't tried before and research it a little bit, see how you can cook it, how people, um, there's a ton of, you know, recipes on Pinterest that you can search and search them and see what you could do and how you could make it. Um, and if you like it, great. If you don't like it, you probably wasted, you know, two bucks on it. So it's not that big of a deal, but, um, always try to, you know, get yourself out there and find a new vegetable and make it, make it fun. Even if it's with your family, maybe you, you know, learn how to cook a new dish or teach your kids how to cook something a little bit different, um, and just make it kind of a game. So that's kind of one of my challenges that I have for myself for August and possibly even in into September is to just get out there, try something a little bit new. Yeah, 100%. Um, and just to kind of 
go off of that. If you're not sure of where to find a big variety of veggies, um, farmers markets are great. Um, this year, my wife and I, we, if you're in Minnesota, one thing you can do is you can look up Paul's market, P A H L. Um, they, we subscribe to, so every week we get a drop, a box dropped off at Von Hansen's meat shop. They have like, I mean, there's Von Hansen's all over the place. So they drop them off wherever you live nearby and they grow all of these vegetables and some fruits and they box them up, they bring them in, they pick them. So you get something different every week. Oh, that's cool. So yeah. Um, not the entire box is different. Like we've had like tomatoes and just what every single box. Um, but there's usually one item that's different every single week. Like this week we got fennel. Oh. I don't even know how to cook. Fennel, I almost bought that but... last week for one of my, one of my new veggies. <laughs> Well, I'll let you know how it goes because <laughs> what's also really cool is on their website, well, they, they email you what you're getting in your box. Um, and so they also in, include recipes. Oh, fun. So like, yeah. So one week we had radishes and like, I just eat radishes raw, but Nikki doesn't eat radishes. Yeah. So they had like a, they had like a pickled radish salad that was really, it was actually pretty good. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's cool. Like I was never... Like I would just like steam up some broccoli before, yep. but um, I've been, I've personally increased my veggie intake a ton over the past like six months Yeah, and you just kind of get tired of eating the same ones, especially when I'm eating vegetables in every single meal, like at least a handful of something. Like right. I want something I can eat fresh. I want something I can steam, but um, yeah, like I've never been big on veggies and that's, that's the Paul's market. It's been huge. We have not gone to the Blaine Farmer's Market. We kind of need to now with this Paul's Market. but We've been yeah. – our we live really close to the Minneapolis one, so we're at Minneapolis a lot. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, the, the veggie thing, if you – you can easily get sick of vegetables. And um, if you're eating the exact same ones, cooked the same way every single time. So it's always nice to kind of broaden the horizon and um, yeah, 100%. just learn but a little bit more. That's Yeah, and there's a million ways to cook them. Mm-hmm. I mean – we use the air fryer. I usually grill them a lot. Yeah. Every definitely. morning I, I, I fry up my, I usually, I kind of like a stickler to the same breakfast every single morning. <laughs> so I kind of, I always have like peppers and onions every morning with my eggs. So that's kind of like my thing, but yeah, I mean, there's a million ways to cook them I and mean, veggies are, are, I mean, a really, I mean, they're, you know, eat your vegetables, right? Like your parents always say. Yep. But anyways, Adrian. Um, where can people find more about your coaching services? Um, so I am, I just made an Instagram, which I've been starting to get more, uh, a little bit better at connecting with. So, um, it's simply strong underscore nutrition. Um, so that's my Instagram. Um, otherwise you could follow my regular Instagram, which I take my nutrition stuff in all the time. Um, and that is Adra K and you could follow that as well. I'm pretty active on that one. Um, my website is up on my Instagram. Um, there's still some, some details that have to be figured out with the, the domain name. So that's up and coming. Um, but you can easily find that on my Instagram. Awesome. Well, I will also um, put that information in on the show notes so people can find you pretty easily. Well, this was really fun. I'm glad we were able to do this. This is a milestone for both the length of time my podcasts have ever gone oh and, cool uh, it helps when i don't <laughs> have to do like any of the talking because it's just kind of like yeah, all right we'll just let you go yeah for but, real. <laughs> um, 
also my first guest. So and I'm really happy that um, that you're my first guest because I really do, I really do um, appreciate your approach to to helping people with nutrition, but you know, just coaching in general, and um, especially some of the things that you put me on to have been super helpful. So I hope that um, people will will seek out your services when they listen to this podcast. Awesome. Well, thanks so much, Joe. Yeah, my pleasure. All right. Tell Chadwick I said hi, and uh, we'll get together soon, okay? All right. Sounds good. All right. Have a good weekend, Adrian. You too. Bye. Thanks.